You're listening to the home of cool, irreverent, and entertaining talk right here on L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to The Art of Love. My name is Lucia. I'm your host and a dating and relationship expert, and I'm here to entertain, educate, and enlighten you about love, dating, and relationships. Take your live calls, answer your emails, and speak to authors of books which I find fascinating. And today I have probably one of the greatest guests I will ever have, if not the greatest guest probably one of the greatest women in the world, <laughs> and you'll find out when I tell you the name of her uh, book, which is How to Get Him to Put That Ring on Your Finger in 365 Days or Less. All right. So, ladies, in one year or or less, we are going to be engaged. Woohoo! <laughs> So we're going to find out how to do that. I'm going to bring on this wonderful woman. Hey, Glenda, welcome to the show. Hi, Lucia. How are you? Wonderful. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing just great, and I'm so happy to be here, so I want to thank you for having me. Oh, trust me, the pleasure is all mine. (laughs) Um, So uh, Glenda is the founder and CEO of Pink Kiss Publishing. She's, she's an entrepreneur, educator, and creative consultant, as well as the host of the Real Talk internet radio show, The, the G-Spot, on Blog Talk Radio. She's the author of I Need Therapy, and, of course, the book we'll be discussing today. She has been married five times and been proposed to a record 18 times, and that's why she is one of the greatest women ever to walk the face of the earth. So, <laughs> Well, actually, Lucia, it's 19 times what? that I've been proposed to now because my sweetie just proposed oh. to me a couple of months ago. Oh so, <laughs> wow! Hopefully, this will be the last and final time. I think you should go for a record 20 times. Make it a nice round number. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. At around the third marriage, it got to be a joke because it's right. like, okay, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to beat, I think it's Elizabeth Taylor, I think it is. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you know, I'm not going to do it again. But, you know, here I am again. And, and like I said, um, this will be my sixth marriage and hopefully the final time. Um, I wonder, though, if, you know, anyone has had more than 19 marriage proposals. I mean, there's no way of knowing. That's a lot. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I really we don't, don't. Yeah, how do we know? know? If anyone has, please call I, in. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I need to check into that. Yeah. Maybe there's a record. Yeah, you could get the Guinness Book of World Record. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's a learning process. It is a learning process. So, yeah. you know, everything that I've, I've been through over the years is compiled in my books. So. That's right. That's why we're discussing it here today. Um, have you heard of the um, courtesan that was alive at the turn of the previous century, La, La Belle Otero? 
recall. <laughs> you don't no. recall. <laughs> Sound like you're on the witness stand. No. Um, because she actually, I mean, you've had, uh, you know, 19 proposals. She actually trumped you a bit um, because she had. Oh, really? Yeah, well, hers is a little bit different. She actually had seven prominent men commit suicide over her. Oh, okay. Well, I can assure you that all of my exes are still alive. Okay. <laughs> They're still alive. <laughs> no, I don't think I want to uh, touch that one, though. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's pretty funny because when I first heard that, you know, part of my ego was like, well, damn, that'd be something to brag about. Like, wow, seven guys killed themselves over I, me. I know. They killed themselves. <laughs> I'm so good. They couldn't that, lay it off me. That would be something to say, huh? That would be something to say. You're right. Right, exactly. So, But you have the bragging rights for the proposals. So I'm so envious. Um, how the heck did you get all these proposals? Well, well, let me just say that um, it, it's a story, of course. I'm you know sure it is. It is. I'm um, sure it is. I'm sure it is. I just, I just, I just want to start off. <laughs> I just want to start off by saying that um, I had my first real relationship when I was 19 years old. Um, that was my first intimate relationship with a man. I got married for the first time at the age of 21, and I'm 45 now. So um, it's just been a it's been a process, you know. Um, I guess before I actually begin dating or getting into relationships, and I, I, I wanted to do my homework. Mm-hmm. I used to talk to a lot of guys. I mean, that I used to hang out when I was in the military. I would hang out with the guys to kind of see what they were missing in their relationships and, you know, what complaints they had about their women and their wives, and I just took note of that. Everything that they were telling me, I was taking note of. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And um, so th- these proposals, now, were they, like, all actual like real proposals like will you marry me or with some yes these were this was not, not just you know <laughs> being in a relationship or just having a conversation right, and saying right. hey let's you know let's you know let's just you know let's get married let's you know it wasn't just a conversation about it these were all actual proposals um with the rings mm. you know and um yeah and of those proposals i guess i've accepted six of them so <laughs> wow um, and then how long yeah. did it usually take to get a proposal? What was the average time? If, have you thought about that? The average time was roughly about, normally the guys that, and you know, all of these were not uh, people that I were, was in relationships with. You know, some of them were just really close friends who felt like, okay, hey, you're the person that I really want to be with. I really want to spend the rest of my life with you. Um, like I said, most of them were just uh, close friends. But, you know, other guys that I was involved with, I would say that they started talking about marriage somewhere within the three to six month period. And, you know, and I've been with guys who would say to me that they never thought they wanted to get married again, you know, mm-hmm. or they never thought they wanted to get married at all. And then it's like they met me and mm. you are everything that I, I'm looking for, everything that I want in my life, and this is what I want to do. Wow. So. I need to come follow you around. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? I tried to put a lot of detail into my book, and I tried to simplify it, you know, make it real easy for anybody to understand it. So, Right, right. Um, okay, now you said you were in the armed forces. How long were you in there? I was in the Army for about five and a half years, about five years. And did, because um, I have a theory here, did most of your proposals come while you were in the Army? No. Oh. Um Actually, three, I want to say three of them came from when I was in the Army. And um, 
Like I said, that was over a five-year period. Oh, okay. Actually, I was in the Army, too. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Um, How long were you in? Uh, well, I was in the Army Reserve, and I was very young. I was like, you know, 18 to 20, so not not very long. Right, right. Um, and that was my thing. I was really young. Yeah, so I thought maybe that, you know, because you had so many men around you, I thought maybe that's why she got all those proposals, but that was my theory, but obviously it was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, at the time, like I said, uh, at the time, actually, I married the first year I went into the military, so... He and I were married for about four years, so, and you know, it was one of those things. Yeah, well, you were very young. Uh, what was the length of your longest marriage? The longest was five years. The shortest was nine months. Mm. And, and then, <laughs> yeah. so what's the biggest lesson you've learned by having been married five times? Well, I would say that the biggest lesson is that you really have to do your homework and you know, learn a person's true character. And, you know, sometimes, you know, that doesn't happen overnight. You know, it takes time to learn a person's true true uh, character. So um, I'm really big into the honesty and integrity. And so, like I said, you just really have to just learn to make better choices. And, you know, uh, your selection process has to be, at, you know, at a point mm -hmm. where, you know, you make sure you, you learn everything up front initially um, before before you commit to the relationship right, in marriage. Right. Do you believe in playing games? No. Okay. <laughs> I do not. Uh -huh. <laughs> not at all. Um, and so this, this last guy, because I know you wrote in your book that this is the best relationship you've ever had. How long have you been dating? Yes. Uh, he and I have been together now um, 14 months. Yes. Uh -huh. So we're we're just kind of taking it slow. He did propose. Actually, he missed the 365 days yeah. by one day. So he proposed that? at 366 <laughs> uh, days. Well, it's a leap so, year. Make uh, it yeah. a leap year. <laughs> um, right. And so why why is this the best relationship you've been in? Well, because I know myself more now, and I think okay, I I divorced my my fifth ex about five years ago and during that period I just took some time to kind of like get to know me and I think that's really important is that women need to know themselves before you can go out there and determine what you want in your life you have to know you you have to know what you want and a lot of women don't mm -hmm. yeah okay um, and so this guy is so you thought for over the last five years before you met him you thought okay this is what I want and so then when he came along you knew that that he was what you wanted absolutely when I when I met him, or I, mean, I, I knew him for a while. It's like we worked in the same, you know, for the same company. Um, we never said anything to each other. You know, we would see each other occasionally. We would speak. We did that for about five years. And um, later, after we no longer worked for the same company, he found me on one of my internet um, uh, networking sites. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, we hooked up from there. And so, like I said, for me, he's everything that I wanted in a in a partner. You know, we are the communication is there. Um, pretty much every aspect of our relationship is good. Not to say that we don't have problems because we do, mm -hmm. but you know, you you both have to be con committed, right? To um, you know, to work through it and to resolve any conflict. So. Um, so then how does a woman know when, I mean, how long should a woman stay to see if the guy has the, the qualities that she's looking for? You know, because women tend to stay too long in situations. 
I, I do agree with that. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, I, I know that you, you read it in the book that, first of all, the thing I recommend is that, you know, women kind of, you know, make a list. Make a list of all the qualities that you're looking for. Um, mm-hmm. Once you, yeah, you know, once you make the list, um, just kind of do, you know, I've got so much going on right now. Um, you just, once you make your list, you know, just kind of do a process, you know, just, you have to know what you want. And, um, have your non-negotiables, your top non-negotiables. I'm losing, I'm losing my train of thought Yeah, here. Where, where are you? Get yeah, back here. <laughs> I mean, right. She's thinking okay. about her proposal. Your deal, if you have deal breakers, you have to be non-flexible about those deal breakers. Yeah. So you have to know what you want in your life and then, you know, pursue it from there. Okay, so then as soon as you see a deal breaker, basically you're saying get out of there. That's how I, that's, that's me. That's a personal thing with me because... You know, I normally find that if the deal breaker is there somewhere along the line, it's going to be a problem later on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's going to come up again. I know. Um, <laughs> now, you say in the book that you've never met a man who wouldn't commit. I have not. I have wow. never met a man who was afraid of commitment ever. So then why? Now, why? If, now, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. I was say, well, how come uh, all the rest of us are all meeting men that won't commit? <laughs> You, you know what? I I don't know. I don't understand that because yeah. I hear it a lot too. But I've never found it. What? <laughs> really? Honestly, I've never found a man who was afraid of commitment. Really? I mean, I have friends who have been engaged to their boyfriends or their men for years, mm-hmm. and they are they're ready to get married. Mm-hmm. And you know, he refuses to. You know, he's just not ready. And he does say he's not ready. He's not ready. He's not ready. Mm. So I feel like I don't know what makes some men drag their feet, you know, and sometimes a guy can give you a ring as a method of just kind of keep you holding on right. in hopes that, you know, just to pacify you. Right. That's why do you right. suggest then asking for a ring. I mean, not asking, but you have to get a ring and a date, a wedding date. No, no? because, no, you don't really have to get a date. Mm. Um I'm just going to use me, for example. You know, I did get the proposal, and we're talking about a date. We haven't decided. There are some other things that we're working on and we're working out, but, you know, that can come. But as long as you see you're working towards a date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because as you said, yeah, a lot of women get the ring, but then there's no date uh-huh. in the forecast. And, you know, and sometimes guys will do that because they know exactly what you're looking for, so they're just like, okay, well, I'm going to give her this ring and hope to shut her up, <laughs> you know, just to pacify her, to buy me some time. Yes. And then, you know, sometimes he may never have any intention at all on actually marrying her. Right. So don't fall for that trick, ladies. Right. <laughs> no, not. Definitely don't fall for that one. Um, why do you think that m- most women are single when they don't want to be? Um, hmm. Hmm. That's a very, very good question. <laughs> um, that could be a number of things. Um, it could be a number of issues, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. The, the question is too general. Sorry. Okay. Let me. Let me. Uh... <laughs> it it, is. it yeah, is. It's I know. It's very broad. I mean, that, that could be anything. Right. Okay. How about this? What do you think is the number one mistake that women make with men? Ah. Okay. <laughs> the number one mistake. Now, I feel that the number one mistake that women uh, make with men is that when they initially meet a man. They start revealing too much too soon. Mm. Um, when you get into a relationship, they're already thinking 
when you meet someone that you like or that you're interested in, you're already thinking about a future with that person. Right. So, um, and, and I know it happens all the time because I listen to my girlfriends talk and it's like, okay, I met this guy at the club. He's wonderful. He's this. He has this this type of job. You know, he, um, you know, they, you know, men are always going to be on their best behavior when you first meet them, of course. So it's like women start romanticizing too quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like in a lot of cases you're already thinking about, you know, a proposal right. or, you know, the, the name of your first child, you know. Right. And it happens a lot. Exactly. So then you would probably recommend, like, until three months go by, don't even think about what's going on in the future with you two. Right. <laughs> you know, because then that's when the real person comes out eventually, slowly. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I would say for the first, excuse me, for at least the first six months or so, just kind of just look at it. And, you know, around the three to six month period, that is normally when the true person starts to reveal. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll, he'll start to reveal himself, who he really is. And another thing that women don't do is that they'll pick and choose the things that they want to hear that he's telling them. Listen to everything that he tells you. And when he tells you who he really is, believe him. And a lot of times we don't. We start making excuses. We justify, oh, well, why this happened. We make excuses, and we shouldn't. Right. Exactly. Right. Uh, Now, so do you, uh, I know what you're probably going to say to this, but let me ask you anyway. Do you think that chasing men works? Well, it all depends on what you mean by chasing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, it all depends on what you mean by chasing him. Um, you know, pers- making, trying um, to make the relationship happen, calling all the time, texting, emailing, asking yeah. about. All the time, yes, I, I do believe that. I feel that you should kind of like give a man an opportunity to want you. You know, if he wants you, he'll come to you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's okay to pick up the phone every once in a while, you know, after a day, hey, how are you? Just call and check on you, see how you're doing. That's okay. That's perfectly okay. But when you start texting three, four, five times a day, and he doesn't respond, mm. and it just makes you just go at it more aggressively, I think you ought to back off a little bit and give him some space. Right. Um, now, what about a lot of women think, well, you know, if I act like a wife, if I do his laundry and his cooking, his cleaning and all that BS, then he'll say uh-huh. I'm great wife material <laughs> and he'll want to marry me. What do you think about that? And that doesn't work. Right. <laughs> at all. I mean, it's a good thing to show him that you do have those qualities and that you can take care of him. And, you know, if you just don't make it totally, you know, about that, you know, don't just put yourself out there where you're doing everything and he's doing nothing. So, um, yeah, I cook for my men. I, I, I clean for him. You know, I, there are some things that I do for him to show him that I appreciate him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he has to be giving me back what I'm, you know, what I'm giving him. But did you start cooking and cleaning before you were in a relationship or? No, no, no. Only after we were in a relationship. And that's another thing. Women, some women don't know the difference between being in a relationship and just dating. Right. Um, They feel like just because a guy spends time with them, maybe even sleep with them, take them out or whatever, they look at it as, okay, I'm in a relationship when actually they're not. You know, if you ask a guy from his perspective, if he doesn't come to you and say, hey, I want to be committed to you, I don't want us to see other people, I want it to be just you and I, if he doesn't come to you and say that, you're not in a relationship. Yes, he's going to see you, he's going to sleep with you, he's going to take advantage of all the benefits you're giving him, but it doesn't mean he wants a relationship with you. 
So then you suggest that the woman wait um, until the guy actually says that, or do you think that she should ask or try to prompt yes. him? No. I mean, don't ask. I wouldn't ask. You know, me personally, I wouldn't ask. I mean, you can tell him how you feel. And when you're getting to know a man, you should tell him, hey, look, I'm interested in having an exclusive relationship. You know, he get the feedback from him. Let him listen to him. See what he says. If he tells you, I'm not ready for, an, for a commitment right now, don't listen to it and, and believe him for what he says because he's not ready. Even if you start doing the things like you just discussed a few minutes ago, if you start doing the cooking and the cleaning, he's already told you he's not interested in a relationship. Doesn't mean he's not going to change his mind. Doesn't mean that, you know, the more he's with you, he's not going to want to be with you more. He could possibly change his mind. But when he tells you he's not ready or he doesn't want it, believe that. Don't just take yourself off the market and say, okay, I'm going to go and I'm not going to date anybody else or, you know, or talk to anybody else because I'm concentrating so hard on trying to build a relationship with this person mm -hmm. when he's already told you he's not interested. So then do you think... But, you know, a guy will take advantage. If you want to cook oh, for him and clean yeah, for him and, and pay some of his bills, <laughs> he'll take advantage of that. <laughs> Hell yeah, he will. Why not? I would too. <laughs> um, so right. then would you suggest... Then where does sex come into this? Should Do you suggest not having sex until you're in a relationship? No, I don't suggest that. Oh, okay. <laughs> because, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, um, I don't believe in casual sex. That's just me. Mm -hmm. um, it works for some people. Um, it has worked, you know, in the past, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I, I was young, you know, I did some stupid things. I made some mistakes, you did. know, I've had sex on the first day, mm -hmm, you know, I've done sure. that. And, and, and in a couple of cases that has actually ended up in a marriage as well. Mm -hmm. So sex plays a very important role in a relationship. It's just not the most important role, but it, it depends on who you ask. If you ask a woman, it's not as important, but if you ask a man, it's very important. Okay. So then, so then, so I'm not sure I quite understand your question. I mean, your answer um, should. Okay. Okay. So you're saying that it's okay to have sex and even though the guy has not yet said we're in a relationship? Well, well, I prefer, I don't believe in casual sex myself. I really, I really don't. But like I said, it works for some people. Okay. I, however, will say that you should wait until you're in a committed relationship or at least until you have you've developed feelings for each other. Not necessarily to say, you know, because, you know, sometimes you can have that, that thing where you get together and enjoy each other's company or whatever, and maybe you, you know, it's okay that you don't have a commitment. Mm -hmm. But me, personally, I don't believe in, in casual sex. So have I done it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we all have. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you know? Okay, so. Yeah, because, okay, you said... That in the book you said men fall in love based off of sex. So why do you mean by that? Because I've always thought that they didn't fall in love just because of the sex. Oh yeah, men fall in love based off of how good it is. You know, you know what they're getting from you know what they're getting from you. Mm -hmm. You know, we fall in love based off our our emotions. Yeah. You know, men. You know, and 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 you know the the better it is, the man will want. Well, not to say the better it is that he'll want to spend more time with you, but a man wants a woman who can, can please him sexually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And men marry women who can please them sexually. But she also, but, it but he's not going to marry her just because she can please him sexually. Oh, no. Definitely not. Because at the end of the day, there has to be something else to keep him there. Okay. You have to have something else in common. So then are you saying then that, okay, let's do the opposite then. If everything else is there, but the sex is just so-so that it, he may not want to marry her? Well, see, 
it just all it just really just all depends. Mm. And just you know, every case is different. You know, everything is you know, every case is different. But you know, to a man, it is important. That is a very important part of a relationship is the sex, and he's going to make a lot of decisions based off the sex. Damn. Okay. And that's that's just being honest. He's going to make a lot of decisions based off the sex and how good it is. Okay. Um, Yeah. And you also... Because you know how men always say that initially we do stuff to get them and then afterwards we just kind of like back off of it, you know? Right, right, (laughs) Yeah. That's it. Oh, okay. I get it. So they're saying that if you don't continue to um, please them sexually, then they're going to be making decisions off of that. Well, they make decisions, not necessarily, they make decisions on whether or not, I guess the decisions that they make off of whether or not they enjoy um, their sexual encounters with you. They make decisions off of that. Okay. I feel like we're, Am I confusing you? Yeah, I, I know. I feel, like we're, we're having, <laughs> I feel like we're having a cryptic conversation in code here. <laughs> I'm like, okay, oh, whatever you say. I'm not meaning to confuse you. <laughs> Um, yeah, because you know why? Because, you know, I don't know if you've heard of Dr. Pat Allen. She's, you know, a wonderful marriage and family counselor. She said, you know, men marry virtue, not vagina, meaning that, you know, it's the woman's being virtuous and having all those other qualities that look for in a wife as opposed to just having great sex. And so that's why. Now, I do believe, yes, I do believe that. They do, you know, you have to have those other qualities, too. It's not going to be just based on the sex, you know. You can get good sex. He can get good sex without marrying you. You know, right. So I mean, you have to have those other qualities as well. But you can have those other qualities, and the sex is not good. And and chances are he won't marry you. Um, that's it for me. <laughs> See, I'm confused because I know this one guy. He was like this player, and then he met this woman, mm-hmm. and um, he thought she was the one. So he started doing all these things, whatever. Uh, and then he found out she was actually seeing her ex. So they broke up, and he was like totally heartbroken. Um, and he was like devastated. He couldn't go to work. He had to go to a therapist, blah, blah, blah. And I said to him, I'm like, how is it? And I, I, well, she really got to him because he wanted to marry her. And I go, how was the sex? And he goes, it was okay. He didn't say it was great. He just said it was okay. I'm like, wow. Yeah. So that's, wow. That's why I'm sounding confused because, you know, right. Well, like I said, every situation is different. You know, maybe she offered him something that he was, you know, looking for more than just that. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Right. Well, Every situation is different. <laughs> okay. Moving, yeah. right, moving right along. <laughs> um, you, you said that when a woman has sex with a man the exper- uh, that she loves, the experience is more ethereal and spiritual. That sounds wonderful. Can you explain that? Well, like I said, we romanticize everything. You know, when, she, when we're in love, the sex is better. It may, doesn't necessarily mean the sex is good, mm-hmm. but when, when we're in love and our feelings are involved, the sex is better for us. Okay. So. And yeah. but what about the ethereal spiritual part? Like, how does it feel? It's it's. Uh, Can you even explain? It? <laughs> I know. I'm asking really the the tough that, questions here today. <laughs> it just feels like it just it just feels like you're connected on that level. You know, on that. That level, that level that's up there, mm-hmm. when you're really into it, and it's not just, you know, you acting off of um, your lust or whatever. It's just, it, it has that higher level 
that, that right. I don't know, I'll just say I'm trying to get that spiritual yes. that connection, that chemistry, it's there. Everything is on point. I understand. I know. I'm just trying to get you, I'm, I'm trying to get you to explain it since you wrote the book, not me. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. I, you well, know, I also put in there, if, you, if you've been there, you know it. Right. And if you haven't, you should desire to be there. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so then one more sex question. Uh, what do men want in bed, generally? Um, pretty much a man wants a, a, a woman he can uh, let his inhibitions go and just be himself and uh, be able to just to open up and just reveal who he really is and what he really wants. The problem that I hear from a lot of women is that let's just take masturbation, for example. Mm -hmm. Now, I even put that in the book. You know, men are going to masturbate. I've had a lot of women come to me and say, oh, okay, well, wh what should I do? You know, how should I handle that? I'm, I'm really upset because he'll get up, he'll leave me, and he'll go into another room and he'll masturbate. Well, you got to accept the fact that men are going to do this. So if he's going to do it, why not be a part of that? Why not make him feel comfortable enough that he can do that in front of you? Not a, it shouldn't be a problem. So he wants a woman that he can actually just let go and do what comes natural and um, not have to worry about being judged about what he wants to do or what his fantasies are. Right. So it's a woman that accepts whatever crazy fantasy he may have. Absolutely. As long as it doesn't kind of like compromise her. If it doesn't compromise you, and it's not something you're just totally uncomfortable with, you know, I would, you know, I would go for it. Right. But right. if it's something you're against, if he wants something that you're just absolutely against, you know, hey, don't do it and let him know why. Exactly. But that's what he wants. He wants somebody that he can be comfortable with and just totally let it go. Act out his fantasies if that's what he wants. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, now you wrote that, well, something, that, something I've always known, but I know a lot of women don't, and that is that women control most in, of the power in a relationship. So what do you mean by that? Yes, we do, yes, because we do. actually nothing happens in a relationship until we allow it to happen. Mm -hmm. A man can't connect with you on any level unless you allow him to. So, and most of the time, if you look at the situation, men feed off, they feed off of our reaction. They feed off of a woman's um, feelings, what she's feeling at the time, and they kind of structure themselves around that. That is if he cares anything about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sir. What do you mean he feeds off of her reactions? Um, let's just say, let me give you an example. Okay. Um, you know, you wake up in the morning with your man and, you know, you're having a bad day. He knows how to uh, relate to you based off how you're feeling. So he kind of feeds off you. That's why I say women really control most of everything in the relationship. We have the power in the relationship. We control that. And, um... Most of the time, a man is going to try to cater to you if he's happy with you mm -hmm. and he wants to keep you happy. Mm -hmm. He's going to cater to you. Uh, okay. All right. Like try to, you know, give you what you want. Like give, Absolutely. Like give in. Right. Okay. And then, um, of course, you know, men want women to feed their ego. We all know that. Of and, course. And so... Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's a biggie. That's a biggie. Oh, man. <laughs> It's probably the biggest. <laughs> probably, probably, because everything that happens, you know, 
um, they want to feel like like they're the man. Uh-huh. Just, just how I put it in the book, like they're the man. If you can make your man feel like he's the man, there's absolutely nothing he will not do for you. And then so what are some things that women can do or say to make him feel like the man? <laughs> um, let's just say... Um, give us some examples from your I wife. believe in, in... Okay, just to give you an example. Let's just say... Um, he takes he takes care of things that needs to be taken care of without you having to say anything about it. You know, praise him for that. You know, hey, I, if he cut the lawn, hey, my 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 lawn is is beautiful. I have the most beautiful lawn in the neighborhood, honey. Thank you. I love you. I appreciate you and everything that you do for me. That makes a man feel appreciated, mm-hmm. and that's important to him. The, I mean, the more you appreciate him, the more he'll do for you. So you have to be like super bubbly and super excited about any little thing he does. And I know, isn't it tiring? Doesn't wouldn't that just totally exhaust you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I am serious. I hear that from women because they're just like, "Well, Linda, I do all these things that you tell me to do, and then he sits around and he doesn't care about what he looks like, but you want me to look like this." And you know, I hear that. Yeah. So um, I do understand, and I know that we have it hard because we have so many things going on. We work, you know, we take care of kids, and then we still have to make time to make ourselves this sexual goddess and vixen in order to please him and take care of him. It can be totally exhausting. Mm-hmm. It can be. I do understand. Right. But, you know, sometimes you have to make those sacrifices. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but in terms yeah. of, like, building his eat all the time, not all the time, but sometimes you have to make those sacrifices. I know there's feminists listening to this tearing their hair out right now. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. I know. I had a, I had a couple of um, incidents that happened um, with a lady who was editing my book, and, oh. and she kind of, so, yeah. <laughs> so needless to say, I had to get rid of her. Wow. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, really. Because she was just like, you know, why should I, you know, why should I do this? You know, I'm independent. I can take care of myself. Yes, you can. But if you're that independent and you can take care of yourself and you don't need to make your man feel loved and appreciated, you're right. You don't need a man. Exactly. But she does want one. She's just acting like Absolutely. she doesn't want one. And it's just like anything else. Sometimes you have to go above and beyond. And I'm not saying this is not a game. It's not a, um, you know, a joke or anything. I mean, this is just being perfectly honest and perfectly real. Sometimes you have to go above and beyond. You're not manipulating anybody. You're just appreciating the person that you have in your in your life. And if you have a good man, why wouldn't you do it? Right. And also one of the ways that you know that a guy really appreciates you is if he's willing to go the extra mile also. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you're not getting that in return, I you're right. You shouldn't do it. You shouldn't cater to someone who's not giving you that same respect at all. Yeah, I think that's the problem that, you know, women, they do all, the, <clears throat> they put out all this stuff, they do all this stuff, and then they're not getting mm-hmm. equal return. And then that's Absolutely. when they figure, why should I even do this? Because I'm not getting anything back. That's true. That is so true. Um, I so, agree. so what are some signs then that a man is in love? <laughs> um, <laughs> some signs are... If he, of course, if he likes to spend time with you and um, outside of the bedroom, okay. you know, not just come over to have sex and, you right. know, after he's done everything else he wants to do during the day, he comes over at night and has sex with you. No, that's absolutely not it. He should be 
you know, uh, wanting your company. Um, in the daytime. Uh, yeah, you know, wanting to go out and spend time with you. Does he take you out, show you off? Do you know his friends and his family, you know? If he has children, have you, you know, does he want you to be a part of his life? You know when a person wants you to be a part of their life and when they don't, you know, so. Exactly. Um, it, does he take care of you, you know? Um, if you're sick, is he concerned about you? Does he cater to you? Does he, you know, make sure you have the things you need, whether it's chicken soup or your medicines or whatever? Does he care about you enough to make sure you have gas in your vehicle? You know, mm -hmm. guys who really love you, they show you that. You know, it's not just about, and, and yeah, you know, thinking about you, bringing you flowers, you know, something, some small gift or toking every once in a while. Those are some things that he does when he really um, loves you. Don't you find that usually it, you can tell from the little things that they do? Absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes the little things mean more. Yes. Because they don't have to do those little things, but they do them because they love you. Because I know one time a guy, he was like, I was putting up a shelf in the in the um, bathroom, and the guy had it put up for me before. It was kind of, it was rickety. So he, like, we you know, went to the hardware store and blah, blah, blah. He was working on it to get it done right. And I was like, wow. And he's like, yes, I want to show you that I'm really good at home, at working in things inside the home. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good thing. That is a good thing there. Yeah, it's like he wanted to show me that he, yeah. was, he was husband material. He can fix the. Hey, you know what? And we want to know that. We do. We want to know that. We want to know that he has the potential to be, you know, a good husband. Another thing I like to tell, excuse me, another thing I like to tell women is that you have to really observe a person that you're dating because a man who is not a responsible man or boyfriend is not going to be a responsible husband. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to look at everything, you know, watch how he pays his bills, you know. Just uh, be really observant about, you know, how he lives. Exactly. You know, if he has kids, does he take care of them? You know, there's a lot of things that go into that. You know, a lot of times we'll just want a man so bad it doesn't matter. You know, we'll deal with that as it comes. Right. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But these are things that you need to know beforehand. Right. Uh, and another thing I always tell women, especially young women, you know, date. It's okay. Don't let anybody make you feel like, you know, you're a tramp or whatever. Just because you want to get out and you want to date multiple guys, there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. If you want to go out, because that's how you learn what you like and what you want. Because that was my problem uh, when I first got married the first time. I had no idea what marriage was about. Mm. I had no idea what I was looking for. You know, I had no preset expectations, none of that. You know, it was just like... I thought that, you know, we were supposed to be get we were supposed to get married, live happily ever after and that was it. Mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and it is it's so so far from that, you know? Okay, so then now that you've been married five, five times, tell us what is marriage all about? Wow. <laughs> a lot of hard a lot of hard work. Ugh, a lot of hard work, terrible. a lot of communication. Um What do you mean hard work? Not to say that you won't not to say that you won't disagree, right. but you have to be willing to come to a resolution. And I think if both parties are willing to work on it, there should be there should be no problems whatsoever. But normally when there starts to be issues, somebody's not willing to work on it. Mm. And it, it just felt in my situation it felt like I, I just to say that my problem, especially when I was younger, is that I'm very impatient. Mm. You know, I had no patience whatsoever. Right. Anytime so, something wasn't working till you know, to my satisfaction, I had no problem walking away. I'm right. very independent. I take care of myself. I always have. 
And it's like if something wasn't working or if I wasn't satisfied with something, I would just walk away rather than, you know, continue to keep trying to beat my head up against the wall to try to get somebody to work with me to fix the problem. And so then as time so, as time passed, did you realize that maybe you shouldn't be walking away so quickly? Absolutely. I mean, now I'm I'm willing to, if it's worth it, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like if I really love someone, which I, you know, I'm I'm willing to work at it. I'm willing to stick in there, and if it's not compromising me, if I'm not the one that's making all the compromises, you know, why shouldn't I? Because it's too easy to walk away. Oh, yeah. That's the easy thing. Absolutely. Um, right. But you now, said- I'm not saying that you should be mistreated and just stay there right. and, you know, stay in an unhealthy relationship that's not working. I'm not telling you that you should just stay in there and make it work, because there are some things that I won't deal with. And, and you know, and, and the biggest thing that I hear from people is, is cheating. You know, well, he's a player. He, you know, he did this. I found out he cheated on me. Let me tell you, I haven't been cheated on since I was in my early 20s. Woo! And, um, yeah, I haven't suspected any of my exes are cheating on me at all. And you know women, you know, normally we suspicious. You know, yes, something's yeah. kind of off. We, we got that radar that We're just kind of like, hey, goes off. Right. You know, whether we actually find out if it's true or not, you know what I'm saying, but we will be suspicious. But I haven't been cheated on um, since since I was in my early 20s. And the, I guess the thing is I kind of changed my dating strategies and my principles. You know what I'm saying? Um, I realized that. I define my relationships, and my relationships don't define me. So that simply means that I determine what type of relationship I will have. I determine the type of man I will allow in my life, my heart, my body. And um, like I said, most people complain, most women complain that their men cheat or he's a manipulator. Mm-hmm. Um I just recently heard a lady who was like, okay, well, I found out he was dating three other women. Well, you didn't just know he was dating three other women after you had sex with him. If you did, then shame on you. Mm. I mean, you should have seen some of the signs, some of the the red flags, because they're always there. Like I said, we just make excuses for him or we try to justify it. We find reasons um, to make up for his bad behavior. Um. So, you know. Okay, and so what do you, so I'm now you got mentioned in this cheating thing. So why do you think that you haven't been cheated on? Because now I do, I guess the, my selection process, you know. Mm. Um, okay. You know how, I'm just going to give you, I'm trying to give you an example of something. Let's just say, for example, um, you're with a guy or you meet a guy and, he tells you he's going to he's gonna call you at a certain time. Hey, you're going to hear from me uh, today, or I'm going to come over today. Mm-hmm. And he never shows up. Mm. And then the next day, it's like um, you say, you know, you don't, you don't hold him accountable for the fact that, okay, you just stood me up last night. And, you, just, you know, if you're okay with it, he's going to continue that behavior. Mm-hmm. I don't deal with that. I mean, I really don't. Like I said, I define my relationship. I already know from the very beginning, when you start um, displaying signs of just, you know, unconcerned, nonchalant, you know, if you don't care, right. you know, if you can't call me when you say you're going to call, and, right. you know, um, you start breaking dates or standing me up, I mean, you already know that. So, I mean, I don't allow people like this into my life. So when I start to see the signs, it's okay for me to say, hey, you know what, I'd rather not be a part of this because I want somebody who's going to treat me with respect. I deserve to have goodness in my life, and I want somebody who is worthy of that. Wow. 
I think that's probably one of the most important things you've said today, because I think that's really the key, because if you pick the wrong guy, there's no way you're going to get a proposal in 365 days or less. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is so true. Right. So, yeah, it's the selection process. Before you have sex with him, watch the little things, and if they don't, he can't be... Watch those things. Yeah, if he can't keep his word. If he starts to to break dates, hey, you don't want to be a part of that. And just tell him. Just be honest and say, hey, you know what? I think you and I are on two different wavelengths. You know, hey, I'm going to let you, I'm going to have to step back and let you do your thing, and I will find somebody who can treat me better. I mean, the world is full of men, good men, (laughs) you know? So, I mean, you don't have to get so fixated on one that you got to have him in your life. And I think that is our problem because when we know somebody's not good for us and we're in a relationship and it's already too late, we're in this relationship, we don't want to look like a failure. We don't want to look like, oh, wow, she's single again. You know, we don't, we don't want to look like that. So rather than do that, and we know this is such a great person, he's such a great catch, we want to hold on to him at all costs. And you shouldn't want that. If he's not taking care of your needs, but you're needing from the relationship, not taking care of your heart, why should you want to be with him? That's right. And I had to use that. You know, I think about that. You know, why should I? Right. Why should I continue to put myself in a situation and be somewhere and somebody's not giving me what I need? That's important. So then is that the point? Somebody's not taking care of my heart. Right. That's important. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, why be in a relationship if someone's not going to take care of your needs and your heart? That's the point of being in there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, you know, obviously, 19 proposals, the world is full of good men. Oh, and there's somebody out there who wants exactly what you want. Well, send some of those 19 guys over here. <laughs> <laughs> They're out there. They are out there. Um, Wonderful men. Yeah. So then, and we have to stop being so critical too. You know, another thing is, you know, we look, we go down our, our list, and I always say, do make a list of what you want, um, what your expectations are you know, from your man in your relationship. But don't be so hard and go down that list and say, mm, I want a man that's this and, you know, I don't like yellow and he wears yellow. You know, don't be so critical mm-hmm. and don't just discredit a man for something real basic and real simple. You use your list as a guide. You know, you don't have to stick to it so hard, but know what you want in your life. Know what your non-negotiables are. Hey, if you don't smoke, hey, if you don't want a non-smoke, don't get with a smoker. You know, it's simple things that end up being a problem because, you know, that that's, that's going to turn into an issue later on. Right. So then um, how long do you think that women should wait for a proposal before moving on? I mean, if they start to see the signs that it's not going to work, should they just? Right. Right. Now, I always say at least give it a year, mm. but I don't I don't just I'm not so tied down to that timeline because, you know, I'll go. I've never had to. I'll go, you know, maybe um, a year and a half. You know, I would. And if you don't see some sign, if he doesn't start talking in terms of we and us and our, you know, and a future, mm-hmm. and if you don't hear these things come mm-hmm. out of his, in his mouth, if you hear him say stuff like, um, well, you know, two years from now, I might move to so-and-so. I might, I might. You know, mm-hmm. if you start hearing this, I, I think when he starts to talk about the future, you already know. He's not thinking about a future with you. So, I mean, if you give it a year, year and a half, and you don't see some some kind of sign, if he's not making some kind of effort to show you that he really wants you in his life, I think it's time to move on. All right.
Well, and, you know, and some women, you know, a man will stay with you as long as you let him, as long as he's oh, still absolutely. getting the goodies. Absolutely. So he'll stay with you as long as you allow it. I have a girlfriend who's been engaged for nine years. Oh, my God. I mean, come on. <laughs> it doesn't take a man nine years to know if he wants to marry you. And if he's taking that long, he's still shopping. He's just making sure that, you know, just in case something better comes along, he can still jump and go for it. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, we've mm-hmm. finished the radio show for today. But we're actually going to continue. Oh. We're, I know time flies when you're having fun. But I'm actually going to have uh, Glenda on my web TV show in a few weeks, and I'll, of course I'll be announcing that uh, on my newsletter and my Facebook page and all that. And I'll have m- even more questions. I'm going to be grilling her even more. Real? <laughs> um, I like that. <laughs> I like that. So study up, Glenda. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for being on. I know we helped a lot of women today, and hopefully we'll all be engaged in a year or less. Well, I'll be better prepared, and my phone won't keep ringing like it did at the at the beginning of the um the show here. Oh, okay. My phone kept ringing off the hook, and I, I was I'm like, sure. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, all, all those men are calling you. Um, so. No, please don't say that. <laughs> Get you in trouble with your guy. Um, I know. Oops. So, well, they can't forget you, you know. All right. So the book is called <laughs> How to Get Him to Put That Ring on Your Finger in 365 Days or Less with Glenda Wallace. Thank you so much for being on, and um, we'll see you in a couple of weeks thank on the Web TV show. Well, thank you for having me, and we'll talk soon. Hell yeah. You know, we'll talk soon. Absolutely. Okay. Take care. Bye. You too. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, things started to really spruce up at the end there. She really you know, got into it even more once her phone stopped ringing. But uh, I have some more questions to ask her, and that will be on the Web TV show, and the link for that is on my website, theartoflove.net. Uh, you can also sign up for my free weekly newsletter at the same page and also get a link to my book, Lucia's Lessons of Love. <laughs> I don't know why I'm emphasizing the last word. I'm trying to sound like a radio announcer. <laughs> um, and I guess that's it. So thank you so much for joining me this week. And uh, I expect that we'll all be engaged in uh, one year or less. Yes, let me know. <laughs> okay. And until next time, remember that love inspires, empowers, uplifts, and enlightens. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on LA Talk Radio.